I'd like to ask all of you to fill out the, re- the attendance pads that are at the edge of your pews. And so um, here in the sanctuary, you can find those. Please fill it out and pass it along to your neighbor. If you're joining us remotely, please take this opportunity to write where you're worshiping from in the comments section. And also, if you are worshiping with us from Bentley Village, we want to extend a special welcome to you this morning. Thank you for being here. And thank you all for filling out those attendance pads. It's my understanding that there is something called golf for fun this week. Uh, I like golf, but it's rarely fun. So I'm glad that there's fun for golf this week. And that is going to take place at 9 o'clock at Mooring's Country Club. And you may sign up for that in the gathering place today or call the church office. And I want to extend a thank you to everyone who participated in Cans for Communion today. If you're worshiping with us here in the sanctuary, that's a privilege you have of participating in that. It's a little more challenging to do if you're joining us remotely. Um, But those foods that we collect this morning went to our mission partner, Grace Place, or they will go to our mission partner, Grace Place, and their food stores are critically low in the summertime, and the need actually increases. So to everyone who was able to bring food this morning for Cans for Communion, thank you. And whether you did or did not, you will have another opportunity in our next communion service the first Sunday of July. And uh, today is a special day in the life of the church. Uh, You know, at Christmas we celebrate the birth of Christ, and at Easter we celebrate the resurrection. And on this day, the day of Pentecost, we celebrate the movement of the Spirit in the life of the church and hear the story of that first Pentecost uh, gathering of the church, uh, an extraordinary story. You'll hear that later. But it is in some ways known as the birthday of the church. And I notice that some of you are in red as we are. It's a traditional Pentecost color. We're so delighted to be gathered on this day. And because it's the church's birthday, we'll have some, uh, there, there will be cake outside in the gathering after worship. So join us for that. And as I said, it's also a communion Sunday. And so if you are joining us remotely, please take this opportunity to prepare your elements for communion so that you can participate in that sacrament with us a little bit later on in the service. And now let us prepare our hearts and minds for the worship of God. And now come from the east and the west and the north and south and let us gather around the table of God. Come let us worship the God of our fathers, the God of our mothers, the God of Jesus Christ. And now may the grace of Christ and the love of God and the movement of the Spirit be with us. And I invite you to join me in our invocation which you will find printed in your bulletins. Let us pray together. Holy Spirit, You are the restless breath of love that sweeps through the world. You move where you will, breaking down barriers, stirring hearts to change, making all things possible. Sweep through our world so that the bounty of your goodness will be shared more justly and all may share in the rich blessings of your creation. And for us, Bring transformation in our praying and living so that we may act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with you all the days of our lives. Amen. I invite you to be in a spirit of prayer with me as I offer this morning's pastoral prayer. Let us pray together. 
Almighty God, on this Pentecost Sunday, we will hear once again that you came upon the disciples like a rush of wind. Wind, that natural phenomenon we can see evidence of, like trees blowing and palm branches on the ground, but we cannot actually see your mighty wind. We experience hearts softened, minds changed, relationships healed, but we cannot actually see you. We see evidence of you. In the book of Acts, you came as tongues of fire. Holy and gracious God, you are more discreet these days, perhaps with good reason. Tongues of fire is a terrifying visual. None of us want to be on fire, let alone our mouths. Fire is scary. It is powerful and destructive and hard to control. And it is this very fire which gave the disciples the ability to understand one another. We use fire to cook, to nourish our bodies, to heat our homes. Fire, something so scary, provides life and shelter and sustenance. And it worked a miracle among your followers. You turn our world upside down, O oh God, turning something destructive into a force for good, blowing through our lives like wind, so present, so forceful, so evasive and ethereal. We want to pin you down. We want to use you, O oh God, to justify and defend our positions. We want to prove to others that you agree with us. And in that very moment, you slip through our grasp. Like the gust of wind just beyond our reach, you, O oh God, cannot be contained. You cannot be labeled or weaponized or used for political gain. You are God, and if today's text teaches us anything, it's that you are fully beyond our knowing, fully beyond our comprehension. And so this morning, we submit to your great power, and we confess our own fallibility. We try to control the wind, tame the fire, bend your will to match our own. Help us, O oh God, help us to have the faith to lead where you, to lean into where you lead us rather than resist, to be carried by the wind wherever it blows, to be okay with unanswered questions and unknown futures, trusting that you will reveal to us in time what we need to know when we need to know it. On this Pentecost Sunday, help us to have the humility that those first disciples had, being able to hear one another speaking different languages, languages of the Republican and Democrat, progressive and conservative, New Englander and Midwesterner and Southerner, help us to hear each other across our different and varied languages, for we are all followers of your word, we are all members of this loving community. We pray that through trusting your untamable spirit and hearing one another across our many divides, that we might be able to come together as one and follow where your great wind blows us. We pray this in the name of your son, Jesus, the risen Christ, who first taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Today's scripture comes from the book of Acts, chapter 2, and you're invited to follow along in your bulletins if you so choose as the text is printed there. So let us hear these sacred words. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place, and suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them. Divided tongues and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every people under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene and visitors of Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. In our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others sneered and said, they are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, he raised his voice and addressed them. Fellow Jews and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, For it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days, it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions Your old men shall dream dreams, even upon my slaves, both men and women. In those days, I will pour out my spirit and they will prophesy. And I will show portents in the heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist, the sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. May God bless our modern hearing of this ancient story.
Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our heart be acceptable to you, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So I think, if I got it right, hurricane season started this week. And uh, I am not from Florida, so this is new to me, and you all are going to have to help me. You're going to have to tell me when I need to leave and when I need to hunker down and stay. But, you know, I'm a kid from Kansas, and Dorothy and I know something about strong storms. Just so you get it right, it's Dorothy and me and Toto, too. So, uh, so um, one time, uh, my family was camping. I'm from a camping family. Uh, over the years, the family got more and more spoiled, and they went from a little tent to a bigger tent, to a pop-up trailer, to a thing with air conditioning called a trailer. Uh, and uh, we met them, Lee and I, in the halfway between St. Louis, where we live, and Kansas City, where they live, at a place called Arrow Rock State Park. And uh, I'm a diehard, and Lee and I have our tent. We didn't sleep in the trailer, so we brought our tent. But we don't like to sleep on the rocks, so we have an air mattress. And our air mattress is just great. It's one of those queen-size air mattresses, just like sleeping at home. You know, you fill it up, and we have two of them, or had two of them. And you fill them up, and one of them had a leak. And we never could figure it out until the next morning when we were sleeping on the rock. So this particular day, we just thought we'd fix it. We took both air mattresses, and we filled them both up in the tent. Now, that put our noses pretty close to the top of the tent. But, uh, you know, in the morning we figured one of them would be flat and we'd still not be on the rocks. About 6, 6.30 in the evening, the sky turned green, that weird, eerie color. And the news that we picked up on the little FM radio was saying that a storm was coming and that we should take shelter well, my family, they all said, come, come, don't go in that little tent. Come stay in trailer with us. Come on, folks, where do tornadoes hit? They always hit a trailer. Why would I get in a trailer? So Lee and I decided we'd go down to our tent. So we got in our tent. It was kind of off the side of a hill. We climbed up on our air mattresses, and we laid there. As the wind started to blow, and I mean the wind started to blow, it was really blowing, whoosh, all over the place, like wild and crazy. And so hard was the wind blowing that it really did touch the nose. That tent blew over like that, and it would touch us here and there. It was just extraordinary. And then, you know what happened? It got quiet. And then in the distance we heard it, that sound, like a train. It was getting louder and louder, and we were kind of looking at each other. Maybe we should go into the trailer. I don't know. It got louder and louder and louder, and we were really scared, tense, like you can't believe. And then, woo, I'll be damned, it was a train. We were, we were so exhausted after that, we just fell asleep and we could have been blown away by a real tornado. Who would have cared? We just read the signs wrong. We thought it was a train. We'd heard all the things that seemed that way. And the people at that first Pentecost, they read the signs wrong too. They thought that 
as the Bible, one translation says at the third hour, fortunately they translated that for us, that's not three in the morning, they started the day at six, at least we think, so about nine o'clock, it looked like they were drunk, they were, they were formed by the movement of the spirit and there was chaos and confusion and languages all around, all kinds of craziness and they were acting odd and weird and the observers, the skeptics among them said, They're filled with new wine. But Peter, Peter saw it differently. Peter knew that what was happening is that the confusion was shaking out, that the chaos was breaking through, that although the spirit was moving, although the wind was blowing of the spirit, it had actually taken all the diversity and differences of the people and gave them common ground and common cause, common ground, and common cause. The Spirit moved, and Peter stands up, and he preaches his first major sermon. One could call it the first major sermon of the church that Jesus didn't preach. I have preached a lot of sermons, and sometimes people come to church. Never have I preached a sermon that has brought in 1.4 billion people like Peter, Maybe I'll get better someday. Peter preached that sermon. He preached that sermon and he shared from the book of Joel and he said, your young men and young people will have visions and your old people will dream dreams and men and women and all of them will find common ground and common cause because they will see that the way things are is not the way it ought to be. The differences should not divide us but call us together, not flatten out our differences but enrich our life and share a common future, a future that's worthy of seeing, of dreaming, of hoping for, a future where there is a place at the table for everyone, a future where there is no more war, a future worthy of dreaming and hoping in. Sisters and brothers, the Spirit of God is already at work among us. I saw it just this week at Harry Chapin when they packed those uh, food up. It was a small thing, but it was a spirit because there were people gathered saying, you know, not everybody should be hungry. There ought to be food. The Spirit is working. I've heard it told several times, not that we built one house or two houses, but a bunch of houses for Habitat because people ought to have a home. The Spirit is working because we imagine a future and work toward, and it's working in this church. And just because there's a little chaos and confusion as there is in a time of transition, just because there's a kerfuffle here or a kerfuffle there, don't worry about it. It because the spirit's moving, and that chaos will turn to common cause. That confusion will turn to greater understanding. That movement of the spirit will bring us together as it has done the church generation after generation. And when it happens, it will probably come forth from a table like this where we eat and drink and see how good the Lord is. Thanks be to God. Luke the evangelist wrote of our risen Savior that when he was at table with two of the disciples, he took bread and blessed and broke it 
and gave it to them. And their eyes were open, and they recognized the risen Savior in the breaking of the bread. In company with all people in time and beyond time, we come to this table to recognize the risen Christ in the breaking of the bread. Let us pray. Holy God, we ask you bless this meal and our time together. Amen. The wind of the Spirit is blowing. At first it may look like chaos, then a little confusion. Don't be misled. It is the Spirit of God forming common ground, a common tongue, common cause. Go forth into this season of Pentecost, alive with the power of the Spirit. Go forth in the name of God. Amen.